everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Dixie Discusses. With me this week, um, really pleased to welcome good mate of mine to the show, Callum Jenkins. Cal, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, Matthew. How are you, mate? I'm not too bad, mate. Thanks very much for coming on. I know we've just said, haven't we, about uh, obviously been trying to get this done for a couple of weeks now, so yeah. it's great It's great to come finally get you on, mate. But I'm sure as anyone, uh, anyone who's got young kids and who's working long hours can testify, like, Sometimes it's easier said than done, isn't it, mate? So um, we've we've got there in the end, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a pleasure being on. Uh, very uh, honoured for uh, to be asked to come on. Uh, really been look, really looking forward to it. Uh, to just have a sit down and have a good chat, good natter about everything in general life. To be honest with you, mate. So it's it's really good. I'm really excited. Oh, mate's up. So you mate's up to have you on, mate. Just just for starters, though, mate. How have you been? Because I know, I know, obviously, I haven't seen you for for a while, and then. You know, hopefully the little fellas are all right, mate. But how have you been coping with, you know, the lockdown and everything else? Yeah, uh, not too bad, to be honest with you. Uh, we have been um, non-stop working, to be honest with you. We haven't been on the furlough or, uh, on furlough or anything like that. Uh, we've been continuously working. Uh, we've got a massive project uh, within the factory that we work in. Um, so it's just been non-stop, mate, to be honest with you. So it, it's been a bit of a... Bit of a blessing for me to to be consistently at work. Obviously, it's been a bit uh, difficult having a newborn within uh, the lockdown. Like, not not many places to go. I can't. I think I've lost count how many times we go to uh, Crosby Beach now looking for uh, <laughs> Angelotti and uh, Richarlison and that. Uh, and all like so. But no, it's you know, it's 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 been. I think it's been tough for everyone. I think obviously now that we're all starting to get. Um, eased back into it. It's it's a bit strange because I, I think I would think well when it came up it was just over a year, um a little bit longer. It was the last time that all of us were in Goodison for the Man United game. Yeah. which we which we got robbed again. But um you know it's just crazy to think and I think that even the thought of everyone being back at Goodison and stuff, it's it's gonna be weird, isn't it? I think um you know when you see quite a lot of people down at parks or like down by um uh, office pool or something like that it, it's crazy isn't it you know but it's just that I, I think a lot of people have um, you know you can see that some people are suffering from it and you know obviously it's helping every, getting people to get back on the right track mentally and, and also physically as well but more, most importantly mentally about um, getting getting back into things you know because it's, it's like even shopping going shopping I mean but when the first lockdown was was happening, you know, we, we were all queuing up and things like that. And everyone was like excessively buying toilet roll and all that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's just been mad, hasn't it? And I think obviously a lot of people are a bit fed up now. And you know, it's it's just crazy, mate. It is really crazy. Um, how about yourself? No, basically being the same, mate. Like like you said, um, I've been working all the way through, mate. Like you, um, I've been at home since January, mm-hmm. um, and at first that was really strange, but I'm I'm just used to it now, mate. And you know, they're talking about us going back into offices, maybe like a couple of days a week, um, soon, no, rather than the full week. So, you know, that that should be all right. But yeah, just like you, mate. You know, missing everyone and um, like you said, yeah. missing a bit of normality and stuff and. Like you said, hopefully fingers fingers crossed once we're back at the game, that that's when it'll let on where you know things are back to normal, mate. So we're, you know, fingers crossed the start of next season, mate, and we'll we'll see where we are. But just just in terms of obviously this season, mate, it was a it was a massive result Friday, wasn't it? Um and obviously again, wasn't the uh, you know, wasn't the best of games, but finally, um, 
especially down there. You know, we've had a few hard luck stories over the years, haven't we? So finally, we uh, we managed to come away with a win, even if it was a bit, you know, it was a bit scrappy, a bit scrappy. And obviously, the winner, mate, it was a, uh, it was a bit of a strange one, wasn't it? So, uh, what did you make of it? I mean, I've I've seen us play a lot better and come back with nothing down there uh, on plenty of occasions. Um, you know, it's not been the best, even Highbury and uh, the Emirates hasn't been kind. So I think I remember where the last game where I really did think that we were going to finish on beating them was uh, when Pienaar scored. Uh, that little dink when it was absolutely lashing down with snow. I remember it well. And it was me, it was me, Bertie, mate. I remember <laughs> it well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember that we were robbed to it at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I mean, you know, we've got to take. We've got to take advantage of it. I mean, look at our away record. It's it's been it's our best away record for uh, since since we won the league, isn't it? Um, you know, uh, it, it's just a little bit difficult to to really uh, work around. I mean, massive, massive win for us, huge win for us. And I thought that you know the only person that was going to win the game for us was Richarlison. Any time that he got on the ball, he he was dangerous. Yeah. And I just thought there was there was spells where you know. Uh, we were a bit sloppy. I thought, I thought Rodriguez. That was that was probably one of his worst games. I thought personally for me, I thought he was a bit sloppy. Not caught out quite a couple of times, but I mean, Ben Godfrey's just absolutely mustard, isn't he? I mean, what a signing he's been for us. I mean, just takes no prisoners when with then tackles. It's like it's like a goal in itself. I can't wait for that first tackle when everyone's back a Goodison for one of them. Oh, it'd be great, mate, won't it? Be great. Yeah. And it, you're right, mate. It's mad, isn't it? You look at it, you obviously the players we signed in the summer and everyone would have thought Godfrey would be a bit of an afterthought, wouldn't he? You know, people people were saying he's gonna be a bit of a squad player and stuff. But um like you said, the impact he's had, mate, it's just been you know, he's been so consistent as well, hasn't he? No matter where they played him. So um yeah, no, being being a great sign, mate, and I agree. Yeah, I, I thought Hamas was a bit off it. To be honest, I don't know whether, uh, you know, you know, he's had he's had a bit of a knock. I was talking, he'd had a bit of a knock again in training or something. But um, like you said, yeah, he was a bit off. But I think the main thing, like you said, maybe was to get the three points, especially if uh, we want to finish in Europe. It was massive, wasn't it? And, uh, you yeah. know, you know, the, the, we had a couple of other results, didn't we? The weekend that seemed to go for us. So we'll uh, we'll touch a bit on the Villa game later, mate, because obviously that's going to be another massive one, but. Just uh, just in terms of like the, the main part of the podcast, mate, and I know you've, yeah. you you obviously you know the score with that. So we sort of cover a bit about like you, you know your best and your worst memories of the Blues, really, mate. So um, just starting with players, I don't know which which side of the fence you want to go with, mate. First, whether you know you want to talk about your best or your worst, I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for the best ones. I mean, um, so the first one for me. Um, when I was first, when I was left toddler, uh, Daniel Amakati was one of my uh, first uh, people that were on the back of my shirts. Obviously, I was only about four or five, but he was um, he was one of my first best ones. Um, but then, obviously, when I when I got a little bit older, I started to recognise and understand football a little bit better. You know, the likes of Ferguson and Kevin Campbell um, hold. Um, I hold them close uh, for me, for me fa- one of my favourites, and then you know I mean I I seen that yourself. You got a video off uh, Kevin Campbell. I got one for my birthday as well. It was just brilliant. He's just the top man as well. And then yeah, you know, yeah, and and you've seen like Ferguson as well. Um, and I'll touch on one of my uh, my favourite games as well. But that one, but um, as a obviously a progressively got older and started going the game and stuff like that with me, I fell and then started going on my own and stuff. I mean, um. Tim Cale is up there, uh, Nigel Martin, 
um, Lee Carsley and then Leighton Baines. Not about five aside team, not me, is it? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean Lee Carsley was, was up there for a long, long time, to be honest with you, because I just, I just loved how he played. He just, he was the, one of the, um, you know, uh, most underrated players that we did have in that, in that squad with that finished fourth. He just done all the dirty work and I just thought he was brilliant. Like, obviously, he got the win against against them all as well and uh, I've called this one as well, which is great. But I just thought, you know, them them players who were just, um, uh, that I hold quite close uh, to me, uh, to me heart, like, so. I think Harsley's a great shout, mate. I don't think he's been really mentioned on, on the podcast, to be honest with you, but um, I, I agree. I think at the time, during the time he was playing, those sorts of players weren't highlighted much really. But you look, you look at it now, and like I'd say, well, most most teams around the world, mate, I've, I've got someone in that position now, haven't he? Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not saying they're all as good as him either, because like you said, I, to be fair, mate, from what I remember as well, he can play a bit, couldn't he? But take the odd decent free kick as well. <laughs> I can remember being at Newcastle when he, when he Newcastle pinged Newcastle on it. away, yeah, yeah, Newcastle away was absolutely pair because we all thought it was Gravison that was going to take it as well, because the pair of them were standing by the ball, and Carsley just whipped his free kick in, quality. We know the two of them were like, mate. I think half the lads on the coach when we were going back thought it was Gravison, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, what can you do, mate? But no, Lee Carsley, mate, that's a great shout. That is a great shout. That. But, you know, sadly, mate, I've got to ask you about the other side of things now. Um, and especially, like you said, mate, since you've been going, you know, there hasn't been there hasn't been a lot of great great players, has there, mate? So um, it's been more the other side of things. So I don't know where you want to start with that one, mate. Oh, God. Um, to be honest with you, I think that. I've I've always I've always said this uh, with regards uh, of Nevertonians that as soon as we start seeing a player that doesn't want to uh, try or fight for the, for the badge or the shirt that they're wearing, it's it's not good enough. I mean, you might not be the most talented or you know flamboyant um, uh, football player. You know, it's not all about skills. It's just about putting the effort in 100% for 90 minutes and more, you know, and constantly battling. And, you know, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't take much to to get us up for the game. It's like, look at Ben Godfrey and, you know, you, I, I probably see more uh, videos of Ben Godfrey, like showing um, drive and passion and tackles more than, than I do goals now, to be honest with you, than his runs. You know, and I, I, do, I do think that, I mean, probably think recently, I, I think for, uh, efforts. I'd probably say uh, Schneider was up there. He had a good first couple of couple of months, and then he just completely um, fizzled out. And I just thought, uh, especially obviously when you hear a few things, obviously rumours and that, like at the signing ground and stuff about uh, when Unsworth took over, and you know the they were all like pissing around and stuff like that. And it's just uh, you know it. Yeah. You start to question it, and I, I, I personally feel I, I felt quite uh, sorry for David Unsworth to be honest with you, because I was made up that he, he took the role on when we were at such a uh, bad time, uh, and bad points uh, at, at the season as well. And I, th- I thought he got dealt with uh, quite poorly to be honest with you. But the worst players, oof, um, it's a tough one, you know, because I have I have seen some. Some horrible, horrible players back in the day, like probably like that. Generalist, something like that. To be honest, like really poor signings. I think he only played twice, so I think he had to post against Arsenal for his debut or something like that. But like I say, for me, if I see a player like giving it the all and you know throwing tackles
uh, showing a bit of passion and stuff, then you know, you can't go wrong well from my from my side, you know what I mean? No, I totally agree, mate. I, I'm 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 exactly the same. And it, it has been interesting, mate, when I've been doing this to to get people's takes on it because like you said, I'm I'm down that road as well, mate, where it's you know, if I know someone's you know, obviously tired, they might not be the best player in the world, but I'll back you. I'll back you hundred percent. Um, whereas, like you said, I like to see us in Ireland, mate, and some of the other some of the other players we've had. We know for a fact, you know, they might have, you know, uh, I'm not saying set the world alight, but they might have put a few performances in at the start, and then just being happy to obviously take the take the wages and uh, you know, especially the likes of in Ireland, mate. You know, the amount of times where he could just tell he down tools, and you know, there was a couple of times, wasn't he, that he got he got himself sent off on purpose. It yeah. looked like. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that, mate. And like you said, that that's not going to wash, especially with Evertonian. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, mate. And I think, like I said, um, the the people who've who've been on previously, I think tend to lean more into that camp. Don't be wrong, we've had a, we've had a few people mention, you know, like your Brass Angels and Stuart Barlow's <laughs> and stuff like that. Who obviously, you know, didn't they didn't have much ability, mate. Um, and, and it's left a bit of a sour taste. But like you said, mate, if uh, if someone's given hundred percent, mate, I, I can't knock them really. You know what I mean. Uh, if they're not up to it, they're not up to it. But if they're having a go, that, that's all we ask for, really, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, starting to, I'm starting to uh, get my memory back. I'll probably say like Mark Pembroke and Alec Cleland and players like that. Probably they were just god awful. To be honest with you, I think. Um, but no, as like you say, it's, it's like uh, for instance, uh, for, uh, for an example, uh, Sakolaitis. You know, obviously he wasn't a very gifted football player, but. He tried his hardest, and you know he he bagged a couple of goals for us just through pure yeah. and determination, and you know he became like a cult cult hero at the club in the end. And obviously he was gutted that he was leaving and stuff like that. And it was just like a bit of a I'm not mad signing to be fair. Um, and <laughs> I'd, I'd probably say I'd probably say latest. I mean, it is the ass to be fair. I don't I don't know what um what I, I think they just based uh, the scouting um. Transfer on on YouTube videos to be fair because half the goals are hard, they come off his ass or something like that or like. But again, he's another one. He got us out of like a really uh, terrible situation as well, and, and I thought the treatment that Cumin gave him was was nothing short of disgraceful to be fair. And obviously, he, he bailed them out a little bit at, at that Bournemouth game where we were getting beat one nil, and you know, he, and he, he he got a break, didn't he? And uh, we were like really struggling, and obviously that. Uh, that, I mean, that season is just crazy to even think about. Yeah, yeah it, was, was, it, was, it, just, it just got to a point where you you just couldn't be asked anymore. To be fair, and yeah. it was just like, um, you know, and then obviously, some other way stuff over towards the end, which I, I just I can't understand as to why. And I, it still amazes me that we finished eighth. To be honest with you, with, with unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Consider the amount of, uh, you know, the, I think we had, like, the least shots, didn't we, mate, out of any team yeah. in the league when he was in charge and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, mate, it was, uh, it was ba- baffling, wasn't it, that we finished that eyeball. Anyway, mate, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move on, mate. Um, again, th- this has been an interesting one, mate, to see people's take on this, because this has been a real, like, mishmash of opinions as well, like, but ju- just in terms of the kits, mate, um, have you got any sort of opinion either way on, like, you know, your, your best and your worst kits. Because I say, it's, it's been incessant to hear, you know, how people relate to, you know, the, the times that they've been watching the Blues and maybe times that they haven't, you know. And uh, 
obviously some people just they they've said that as long as it's blue for a home kit they're not really bothered you know and stuff like that but have you got any opinion either way yeah i've got three and i think you're not gonna like one of them to be honest with you no go um, on with first one uh that uh the the ones to one the sky the sky like the the sky blue one where we yeah. nearly got relegated with uh, uh with howard kendall um that ain't your good or bad category, mate. That, that, that's, that's a me good one, that one. All right, it's okay, mate. You're the uh, first one, mate, so do you know what? That's <laughs> off to you, mate. So. I don't know oh. what it is. I think it just reminds me of, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I, I've, I've been trying to get it. I've been, I, I want to try and get one. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think, obviously, because we were terrible that season anyway. But I think it just reminds me of, like, an old Scouse Everton kit. I don't know what it is, but it's just... I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but it, it is up there, like with with oh. one of my favourites. Do you know what, mate? It's all about opinions, mate. So well happy, well happy, well happy. Someone stuck their head up on the parapet, mate, and said it. You know what I mean? So that's no, off to you, mate. That's off to you. <laughs> um, next one is probably the kit where we finished fourth, the Umbro kits with just the yeah. slight diamond eye. That one was just an exceptional football kit. That for me, I thought. Um, Really, really good kit. Obviously, it was a great season uh, for us as well. Um, it's just just up there with one of the best ones, I, I feel, anyway. And then, to be honest with you, I, I love this season's kit. Uh, I think that's it's really nice. Yeah, and I think I'm, that, I'm you, and I think that Hummel uh, will be a good sponsor for us. I mean, I remember when we had the, the night kits with that horrific badge that whoever thought that was a good idea. I, I really don't know, but... Um, you know, I think we had a knife for one season, didn't we? And, you know, we had the night sackies and we just got that badge on and it was like, I'm just feel like we missed the sick with knife. But then, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm really liking some of the, the humble gear um, that they're bringing out. And obviously that people are going on on Twitter as long as we've got sick pockets. It's true though, isn't it? <laughs> it's right, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all on them, mate, aren't we? We're all on them. Yeah, um, the worst kits. Oof. Um, Got to be that. I think it's the one they really tried to get back from the 80s. The uh, the sporty from with the big, the big white that uh, cross. Uh, not cross. It didn't work for me either, mate. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was that. I think that's the worst one for me. Um, you know, and I think actually just slightly. I think it was the kit after that. It was the dark lacrosse sporty from. That was a really good one. That was a nice royal blue Everton colour. That one. But yeah, yeah um, that, that, that little little bit of yellow, mate, on the, yeah, yeah, on, the, the one. yeah, on the buttons and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, that. I like that kit. That was a really good kit, that one. Yeah, both. I think that's the only one that I can really remember as being the worst one for me, I think. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, I, just, I didn't like that one. No, that's no. fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Um, and then, again, mate, I know you've, you've already touched a little bit on it, um, especially talking about Duncan Light, but... Just round, round this section off, mate, talking about like your, your memorable matches, mate. So uh, I don't know which way you want to start on that. You know, your best and your worst, mate. Um, I'd probably say one of, probably the best one that I've been to in a, in a long time is probably Ferguson's first game against Chelsea. Yeah. And there was just something different about the crowd and, you know, obviously we weren't doing well. We, weren't, we were in quite a a poor position, you know, obviously Chelsea were, were doing well and it was just a typical Everton performance and 
I don't know what it is when you get inside. Um, obviously, we sit in the Gladys Street, don't we, mate? So, you know, and I, I think just everywhere, obviously, the whole ground was just snarling, like, yeah. really pissed off. Um, and it, it's just, there's nothing better, you know, even when the ball goes out for, like, a throwing or something like that and everyone's going at the line. It was just that whole game, uh, well, for Ferguson, to be honest with you, and just that we well, we needed the three points to begin with, but I think just just everything about that game was just was perfect for me. And obviously, when Ferguson came towards the the Gladys Street end, was just again it was just perfection. Um, you know, I think that's one that stands out uh, for a for a for a while for me to be honest with you. I think uh, if we're going recently a couple of years I'd probably say the Arsenal game where we beat them 3-0 uh, yeah. Marinette's first season again the ground it's just you can feel it when you get in the ground where everyone's up for it and you know uh, you can see the team not like being really intimidated by, by us when 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 we are up for it and you know even like I'm start, well when we were allowed back at the game and under Angelotti's first season or half a season, you could see uh, things start to change, like the the overall um, atmosphere with with all of us. Really, you know, we've we've got we've got an absolutely amazing manager there now, um, and I think he's I think I think uh, he didn't expect us to be as like welcoming and like as the you know. The, the family club that we are and like, like I say the people's club really and um, I think that's sucking back by surprise quite a lot to be fair because obviously I don't know if you if you've read this book um, yeah I have made a couple of times mate yeah yeah it's, it's a cracking book isn't it um, and you know you just see that some of the way that he's been like treated like at some previous clubs and stuff like that you know and it's just uh, I think I do think he needs like two more seasons uh, like transfer windows um Definitely the belts to get us to get us players that he wants. But don't get me wrong, I, I think that he's improved, you know, some of the signs that, that we have. Um that we have had under like the likes of silver and things like that. I mean, for me, I, I think I'm going off the top of here, like, but no, the, no but um yeah, um that the, the Ferguson game was the standout one for me. That was just it had everything for us, emotion, you know, even uh, afterwards, after the game, you can ov- obviously always tell when everyone win a game because you know everyone's buzzing around, around the ale houses and all that. You know, it's 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 just a great feeling. But that one, that one was really special. I think really, really special. No, you know, I I think it's a great shout, mate. I mean, f- from my point of view, say obviously I'm a little bit older than you, mate. But I remember the days when you know, sort of like the the mid to sort of late nineties, where we were, you know, we, we seem to be struggling every year. Yeah. But, there was always a really good atmosphere around the grounds because I think we, you know, I think the fans knew, you know, we weren't great. So the fans would have to be up for us to try and get us over mm-hmm. the line. And it was like that, you know, pretty much week to week, mate. Um, and that's what it reminded me of, to be honest, that game. Because I think we knew, um, obviously we knew we were in the mire a little bit and, we, you know, we needed to do something. And obviously having Duncan on the bench and stuff, mate, I just think, like you said, it just winds everyone up. And then, you know, we, we got that first goal, and we was, uh, next thing he's done yeah. is on the, the touchline, hugging the ball, boys, and that. And every everyone, like you said, even the main stand were getting up for it. <laughs> mates, everyone yeah. was sort of, everyone was up for it. But um, I, I think it's, it says it all with that game, mate. And, um, Ian, who, who's been on the podcast, um, this was a few weeks ago, but 
Ian's like follows his own away for like forty odd years or something. And um, that he said that that's in his top three games of all time that he's been to. So I think that 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 just sums it up, mate. How um, you know it had everything, mate, didn't it? You know, it had the atmosphere, mate. It obviously had the results. Um, and obviously Duncan bouncing up and down the line and stuff, mate. It, it was just it was surreal, wasn't it? But um, it was great to see, mate. And yeah, it, it's up there for me as well. It's one of them I'll take to me grave, definitely that game. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, brilliant, mate. And um, you know, sadly, I've I've got to rush it on the other side of things. No, <laughs> where'd you start? Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably say like um, probably any any Darwin defeat to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Not to be really. I thought I think that the Oof, I think the one that was probably the killer, or uh, probably the 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 McAllister piece two that one. Oh, mate, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd probably say the one the FA Cup one where we pulled it back to one one, and obviously that we see the videos of us everyone going absolutely deserved. Yeah. You know, name yourself, mate, like you, yeah. And it was just like. Um, even before that, you know, everyone was up for it and things like that. And the atmosphere was brilliant. I mean, well, from from our end, it was brilliant. Like, and obviously to lose it last minute towards the uh, to, to that, I think that was probably yeah. I think any any derby to be bought. I think the I'm probably going to throw it up there with probably the best, the best and the worst is is the derby the three three under Martinez. I thought that was a really good, really good derby. Um. Obviously, I thought that we were gonna gonna finish it three two, especially when Lukaku. Yeah. Um, got the edge, I mean, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and, and then obviously they got the equaliser towards the end. So that that's up there for the best and the worst. Because to be fair, that derby had everything. You know, you know, we were throwing all kinds of tackles in and things like that, and Morales like chopping Suarez and half and stuff like that. You know, that that was a really good that was a good derby, but both good and bad. Um. To be honest with you, I obviously like the, the Fiorentina games and your Europa League, you know, the UEFA Cup games, you know, under Moyes. You know, the atmosphere was really, really good. I mean, you can't, can't beat that last set of goals, to be honest with you. I mean, I think oh, mate, yeah. it, was just, it was scary. Um, it, it was really scary, frightening, to be honest with you. But I think that's, that shows, you know, when when we are up for our own for it, you know, you, you can't be good at something. You literally cannot beat our ground, and obviously that's it's, it's extremely biased for me to say that, but you know it, it is literally. I, I'm up there for like, I mean, the new ground looks um, like the, the plans and the pictures and all stuff like that um, look amazing, and it, and it, I'm I'm sure it will be amazing. But I'm not looking forward to that last day at Goodison Park. Like I'm really not. I don't no, know about no, myself. Mate. Like no, no, I, I totally agree, mate, and. Um... I said this to the lads once, you know, obviously the planning permission got announced um, and I said we can do it. I'll be honest, mate, the first thing that, that popped into my head was, you know what, what we're, we're actually leaving Goodison. Um, yeah. That was the first thing that popped into yeah. my head, I've got to be honest. Um, and then it was later on, we was like, oh, you know, it's going to be amazing, this, the new grounds, be, like you say, be able to take the little fella there and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, that was that was the first thing on my mind, mate, because... You know, especially having, like you said before, mate, how much we've missed it, um, you know, during the lockdown and stuff. We've missed out on so much, haven't we, um, over the last year or, you know, year or so. Anyway, um, and you think, really, we haven't really got that much longer left there, have we? So we've really got a source of cherish, cherish, like, the, you know, the time we've got left. Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
you know, it's especially I think that uh, w- within this lockdown, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, ha- haven't got much. But you know, when they do go to the game, that's that's their release and their like, um, you know, their own time to forget about everything. It was pretty much the the, the statement that Evan brought out, um, which just was outstanding with regards to the you know the Super League thing and. You, know, you just read me mind, mate, because to be honest, that was the next uh, that was the next point I was going to cover, mate, because, oh, yeah. you know, we, we've, we've sure we've got to, haven't we? But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, like you touched on, mate, obviously what uh, what they said in the, in the statements, it summed it up, mate, but the, the point I was going to ask you, mate, because obviously, um, you know, we've seen it over the last week, it, it's, it's, it's changed all the time, wasn't it? There was the announcements about it, um, then obviously all these teams pull up, you know, said to pull an ounce, et cetera. Um, in terms of in terms of it now, I don't know how you feel, but especially over the weekends, it's um, it's a bit like it's starting to get swept under the carpet a little bit for me, um, especially with certain you know certain clubs um, as well. But how how do you think they should be dealt with, mate? In terms of uh, punishments wise, because especially from my point of view, all I keep hearing off journals and and certain clubs. It's saying, oh, you know, you, you can't punish you can't punish the players, you can't punish the fans, etc. Um, you know, in terms of points deductions, um, you know, I heard, I heard one journalist, I think it was Emily Winter saying, yeah. well, the, the punishments will be um opposition clubs will want to beat them even more now, which is just I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life, mate. Um <laughs> how how do you feel about it though, Carl? What 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 do you think should happen? To be honest with you, if you if you look at the teams like like Wigan, uh Berry. You know exactly. that yeah. you know it's it's not the fans' fault that they've been um, that owners come in and just absolutely you know run the club into the ground you know and um, it's not fair. So how what's what's any difference? I think personally the the teams that that have tried to break away um, are probably worse than any than any of them and, and regardless whether it's Liverpool or not or whatever you know the, the Liverpool are rivals and stuff like that you know they should be uh, I think to start off with personally I think that uh, Sky uh, are bad enough in, in general anyway because they've generated the top four then the top six and now yeah. you probably end up going to the top eight now anything that doesn't have like the likes of Man United in the mix or anything like that. I'm not happy with if Man United were 13, they'd be the top 13. It's just the complete bias and like the media darlings that that they love. And and, and they've created this state. I mean, I think it's insane that like the likes of Arsenal and Tottenham have thought that they're this top six super team to join this league. I, I think it's 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 embarrassing. It's 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 insulting to all the other fourteen teams that are in the Premier League and all the other leagues. To be honest with you, uh, from down below and also as well, it's like you know if they join this league, you know there's no relegation. Well, what's the point? What I don't I don't understand. It's just pure utter greed from from the owners. I understand that the Liverpool and and the Arsenal, Tottenham and Man United and even Chelsea that. You know the fans are all protesting, which which is nice to see. But you know, it's I think it's just insane. I, and to be fair, I kind of switched off it towards the end because it felt like as if Sky were like excited about this, like about the 
the team's breaking away and then when you're watching it and I was just like this is what they want they've made they've made this like they've um made this like you know top four top six and it's kind of got to the heads I mean Tottenham and Arsenal are not even in the top six I yeah. think I don't think I don't I'm, I'm sure if Tottenham are, I think they're the top seven but anyway you know obviously that that mini league now at the minute where which we're in now is really, really tight. And I think that they don't like anyone breaking, you know, that that that, that wall down. Like, you like it, look at the likes of West Ham. You know, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of David Moyes anyway, to be honest with you, but, you know, he's done a cracking job with West Ham and he's put them right in the mix there, to be fair. Like, but, you know, I, I just think it's really insulting to every, every football club uh, in English football, really. And to be honest with you, Italian, Spanish, you know, all of them, you know, they should, they should really um, be ashamed of themselves. The, the owners of the clubs, to be honest with you, because, like I say, it's just utter greed. No, so totally agree with you, mate. I totally agree, and I think, you know, you, you're here, uh, Perez, don't you, from uh, Real Madrid? He's just well, he just seems like on another planet. On another, yeah, he just seems like on another planet, doesn't he? Mate? What he's talking about, but I think the telling thing with him, what he keeps saying. Is that this isn't going away? Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, apparently they've been talking since 2018 about like getting contracts done and, and, and stuff sorted. So if people think this is the end of it, then you know it, it, it's not going to happen. And I think, like you said, mate, to me, there's got to be punishments and deterrence put in. Otherwise, this is just going to keep happening over and over, and where you know they're going to they're going to be holding the rest of the league to ransom. You can't have that. You know what I mean? You've got. Yeah. You know, how many other how many other teams, you know, in the league, fourteen teams. Um and obviously the rest of the football league as well. Um and like you said, in terms like, you know, Italy, Spain, you know, wherever. Um you you've got to you've got to think about those clubs as well. So to me, there's gotta be there's gotta be points deductions. I mean, they're talking about fines and stuff, mate. I mean, you're talking about billion you know, billion pound businesses, yeah. So, you know, a fine's not gonna not gonna matter one jot. To them, there are millions, you know, especially these these clubs that are supposed to be going in it. The millions and millions in debt anyway, and that's half the reason they want the, the the Super League to go to go through, um, so they can be guaranteed that this money. So in terms of fans and stuff, that that's definitely a no go for me. So I'm just open, mate. You know, um, these points deductions do do come through, and um, hopefully, um, in terms of you know what they've done to the clubs around Europe, you know, get a European ban on them as well. From from my point of view, mate, and like it's saying before, in terms of you know the likes of Wigan and Berry, what happened to them? They didn't have any say in what happened to their football club, mate. So why should why should the fans of these you know these so called top six be any different? No, I, I fully agree, mate. I, you know, like you say, I do. You do get the feeling that it's gonna kind. Of, it's getting slowly swept under the carpet a little bit, like to be fair. But I think that's where. Um, uh, I think the last thing I read is that Perez said that, you know, the, the clubs have signed the contracts to, to be in this. You know, I mean, that, that fella's off his head anyway. I'm surprised he won't have, like, multi, multi-ball or something like that towards, like, a 10-minute <laughs> nil or something like that, you know. He's just off his barnet, isn't he? Like, and I just think that, you know, it, it's um, it's quite a sad day, to be honest with you, in, in terms of... of uh, Football to, to see that you know there, there was a and like I say you could see like a bit of excitement from from Sky and and, and things like that like as if you know it's it's a new stage of, of football 
I mean, how are we going to be competitive within that league if, if you can't get relegated or anything? So exactly, mate. It makes no sense, and, does it? I mean, we've had a few, you know, uh, lucky escapes uh, a couple of years ago, well, many years ago, in like the 90s and stuff like that, the Wimbledon, Coventry game, you know. And it, I'm not saying, you know, celebrate, you know, um, staying up, but, you know, you see some clubs that are going into administration in the Conference League and if they stay up by like a goal or a point or something, you see that, it's like... You know, it means everything, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, the ecstasy of it all, and you know, even you know, I mean, going going to the like say United or City, Chelsea, and stuff like that. I mean, and I know it hasn't been very kind to us, like Highbury, Anfield, you know, Stamford Bridge. Yeah, well, all all, all them grounds, to be honest with you, but it's just you know, I I can't understand as to why they thought it was going to be a good idea. There's no competitive it's just um, like I say it's just pure greed just us greed yeah totally mate totally like you said I don't think we've heard the last of it mate but certainly for now um, I think the main thing is especially the you know I, I don't think there's an appetite for it much on um, you know the teams that, uh, that were actually in it but certainly the rest of us mate I think we've just got to sort of keep our our voices heard in terms of punishments getting dealt out, mate. Because, like I say, at the end of the day, if there's no if there's no real punishment, mate, what, what's to stop them? What's to stop them doing it again? You know what I mean? And like you said, the big thing for me is that they've signed contracts. They've signed contracts to to, to sort of go elsewhere, and there's got to be there's got to be punishments, mate, just to maintain the integrity of the league for me. Um, like you said, because you know what, what's the stop them doing it again in the future? But uh, it'll rumble on, mate. It'll rumble on. We'll probably we'll probably hear more about it, you know, in the weeks and months to come, mate. But just wanted to uh, wanted to turn our attentions to to Saturday now, uh, and obviously Villa. Uh, I still think it's mad. I don't know about you, mate. I still think it's mad the fact that uh, we haven't played Villa once um, this season yet, and it's uh, it's it's going into May on Saturday, which is absolutely barmy. You know, the F the FA couldn't wait to. Uh, couldn't wait to rearrange the, the, the City game um, after we had a call off with that. Well, City's supposed to have had a COVID scare, was it the chef? So, yeah. mate, we're supposed to have got COVID and they caused it off on the drop of that. And that soon got rearranged quick enough, but um, they still can't rearrange this Villa one, mate, the, uh, the Villa away. But obviously, we've got them on home on Saturday, mate. Um, like we were saying before about the away form, away form's been fantastic, but sadly, the home form um, certainly hasn't. But um, how do you feel about it, mate, going into it? I think, um, it's like you say, I think you get more excited that way when we play away at the minute. Um, I don't know. I, I, obviously, that I think any club can say this, that with, with no fans being in the ground, that's a massive influence. And you are seeing like a big yeah, change uh, of form for, for many clubs on, on the away form. Um, I'm surprised the FA haven't said that we'll play two games on the bounce face after the first. <laughs> like, like Sunday League when you're behind, <laughs> you just have a, played one the game straight after you. Yeah, roll on, roll off, go on. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, I think uh, I watched I watched Philly uh, last night actually. Um, and obviously Grealish is a is a very big player. For them, massive, massive player. I'd love him to play for us to be fair, cracking player. Um, I don't know if he's out. I think it's massive if he's out. Uh, I watched uh, Ross Barkley as well. He didn't have the best of games, which is, which is always nice to see as well. Um, like I say, I, I find that we we 
go more defensive when when we're at home and we don't really have much of an idea. Um, like a bit of a plan B. Uh, it's very static. And one thing that I've noticed and I think that we definitely need to improve on or to to get uh, a sign in is one is a player that can just support with Alan. Uh, I think Alan can do the dirty, horrible work like he always does by getting the ball, but someone just to get the ball um, under control and play it. Uh, I think obviously Rodriguez can do that, but he's obviously not a sentiment. I think we are lacking someone in that middle of the park. And then I don't really see anyone taking players on apart from I will be having a go. And I think that's where people um, criticise Iwobi, to be honest with you, because he tries to have a go at taking people on. Obviously, he doesn't come off. And I don't see anyone trying to take anyone on anymore, to be fair. Um, no, I agree with you, mate. And I said this, I know, I know you mentioned, obviously mentioned Barkley then, mate, and, um, you know, for me, mate, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have him back because um, obviously no, no. what's happened. But in terms of someone in that mould, like you said, mate, obviously like a Grealish as well, um, you know, someone who can carry the ball from midfield and take it past players, um, I think it's massive, mate, in the modern game, just even just to get you up the pitch. Um, and like you said, we haven't got anyone, have we, mate, in, the, in that middle of the park who can actually do that? Yeah, I think that there's, there's that where uh, Calvert-Lewin sits uh, up front on his own. And then obviously we have like with Charles and uh, Rodriguez probably just behind him or Sigurdsson and then uh, Rodriguez on the right. There's a massive gap uh, in between them. That's where we are missing that position. And, and I've been watching, obviously, on because we're non-stop on the telly, um, teams are starting to carry the ball through that space, through, yeah. through, the, through the middle. And that's where they're creating that, uh, their opportunities most of the time. Because you feel like that, sometimes I'm watching I'm like, what the hell are we down to 10 men here? Because we, we seem, so, there's so much space between the midfield and the striker because we're that quite a little bit defensive. And then, I mean, obviously Gomez and Allen uh, are not the not speedsters like are they in, in the middle of the park. Like it just sometimes I feel a little bit slow. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, yeah, definitely. That, that's a bit of a concern, uh, and, and sometimes the service to up, up towards Calvert-Lewin, but I think that he's been a little bit off off the pace for me uh, since um, just just after Christmas. To be honest with you, um, felt like that. You know, obviously people say he's not getting service and things like that, but when he has been getting the chances, he hasn't been, he hasn't been scoring them. I think the West Brom game where he had that opportunity, I'm not I'm not expecting to score every chance or every opportunity but the, the main ones where you'd, where you'd be expecting him to, to score he, he hasn't been he hasn't been bagging for me um, and like you say uh, Richarlison's massive massive for us I know that some some people may say like he actually doesn't really do as much but he, he's so key to to us like when he he reminds me of when um Lukaku obviously the, the completely different place but the mindset when they're up for it they're, they're unstoppable, and that was the that was the same for Lukaku. If his head was on the game, he was literally um, you you couldn't play against them. And obviously, he's been you know he he, he was he was quite close to being one of up there with like me favorite like me favorite play like one of my favorite strikers for Everton. To be honest with you, uh, obviously that just the way he left, I thought it was a bit it was a bit of a shame to be honest with you, and that, and how he dealt with it, but. I think we we definitely need another strike here uh, as well for for that. But 
again, I mean, I think we've got a really solid uh, left back in, in Luca Dean. I think he's absolutely outstanding. And I, I think, I mean, worry would be if Michael Keane starts as well uh, on Saturday. I think that he goes through a spell of like being like bloody Paolo Maldini. And then the next day he'll be like, it is strange, isn't it, mate? How, he, how he's dropped off again. Um, because, like you said, I mean, since that first lockdown, he's probably been one of the most consistent players, hasn't yeah, he? But agree, yeah. the, last, the last few weeks, mate, like you said, it's just, um, you know, that uh, was it the Palace game that, that was, you know what I mean? The, the, the amount of um mistakes that was made and stuff like that, it was a uh, it was hard. It was hard to watch, mate. And, and like you said, it it just seems strange. But to be honest, again, I think you're pretty much answering me questions, mate. Because I was going to come on later on to uh, have a chat here about who, who you know you think we should go for in the summer. And I think you've identified quite a few positions there. Maybe probably need to strengthen. But have you got have you got any names for us, mate? That you'd you'd want to see us go and get? I think the one that that you're seeing quite a lot is that uh, the right back from Norwich. Adams, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really would like him. Uh, you know, you can see that. To be honest with you, I think Coleman's been one of our uh, better and more consistent players in the past couple of games, to be honest with you. Um, you know, there's been times where I've questioned where Angelotti's brought him on. And I'm just like, I don't know what he's... I, I think I actually done that in the Spurs game. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing here. And then obviously he goes on, goes in. I'm I'm quite critical of Coleman to be honest with you. He's been an absolutely amazing saving for us, absolute bargain. And I think that he's his, his mentality since he got the captaincy is has been has been really good as well. He he, he doesn't back down from from anyone uh, to be honest with you. But I do think that we need to strengthen there definitely. I think he's starting to slow slow down um, ever so slightly. Uh, and then a centre mid for me, a centre mid is absolutely massive. Uh, for us, um, and then a, a goalie, uh, a goalie would be nice. Uh, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, that Olsen's uh, up to it. Pickford's uh, picking up some form, which which is really good to see. Uh, massive save that he done for us uh, for the team on uh, on um, on Friday night against Arsenal, which was which is you can see his confidence coming back up, and I think that you can see that with Michael Keane. Yeah. Uh, he's a massive confidence player, and I think that I think personally that's why Angelotti's so keen out. But goalie right back centre mid for me. Goalie right back centre mid, mate. I mean, I seen it. I seen it earlier on today about um, talking about Romero again, mate, from United. Um, because they reckon oh, yeah. he's going to be he's going to be going on a free uh, in the summer. I don't know about you, mate. I'd I'd take him over Olsen if we could get him for nothing. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You see this, uh, the small rumours, obviously purely because. Angelotti with um, the Italian league, the Serie A, I think, is it that Donoran? Donoran yeah, Donoran, yeah. Do you reckon apparently he signs, he signs a pre-contract with someone for the summer, mate, but they're not saying who it is. I mean, <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love it to be us, mate, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait and see on that one, mate. But no, no, I, I agree with you, mate. I think, um, for me, definitely definitely a right-back, even though, like you said, Seamus has, has done well. Uh, but he's not getting any younger, is he? Um, and you know, to have to have an option there, who you know could give us ninety minutes every week, get up and down. Which, from what I've seen of Adams, mate, he can do that. And you know, he scores a whopper as well on the weekend, so he looks like he's got a bit of an eye for goal as well. So definitely look at him. Um, I think, like we were saying before about Charleston, mate, he's such a massive threat. So 
to me to have someone like that maybe on the right hand side um it'd be a big thing so I'd, I'd be looking at probably trying to strengthen there um and like yeah I, I totally agree mate in terms of you know you look at our midfield the amount of centre mids we've got um that are all much of a muchness like I'd love maybe you know a few of them to go out the door and then get someone really progressive in the midfield who can sort of you know take that ball on at pace um, you know, it doesn't look like either as well. I mean, I've heard rumors today. I don't know if you saw them, mate. They reckon Josh King's off to Galatasaray um, in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Moise Keane and stuff, mate. But I think um, certainly, like you said, I think the efforts been there from 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 Calvert Lewin, like, but he, he's going through a bit of a dry spell, is he? Compared yeah. to what it was at the start of the season, so I think you've got again. I think you've got to have another option there to push in. Um, so yeah, that that's probably where I'd strengthen as well, mate. But um, ju- just in terms, obviously, a sat mate. I've, I've, you know, I've got to ask for a position now from you. So, what are you going with? Uh... <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, mate. You know what I mean? But uh... I think it's the toughest question that you've asked me tonight. Um... <laughs> I'd probably I'll go for another one nil. Okay, I'll go for another one and it, it, like you say, it, it's just really frustrating because with that win on Friday, it threw us right back in the mix. And, yeah. you know, you, you see the games like West Ham, our own Fulham game, Crystal Palace game. It's just, I know, I, I always say you can't look back at it now, which which, which you can't. And it's all looking in, in hindsight and, and, and things like that. But it just makes you, it does make you think if, if we did have a bit of, bit of home for, uh, beyond, I mean, we had that uh, when we when we allowed the, the four thousand fans back in for the Arsenal and Chelsea game. Yeah, it, it did make a difference, like, and you know, it's it's just. I mean, I I would be happy with your uh, with with your um, Europa League conference or whatever it's called now. A place there, that'd be an improvement. We've already made an improvement uh, this season. We've um, surpassed our. Going to Sally, I think I believe now. I'm sure that Sky said that yeah. uh, from last season, which which is great. And you know, big things like the the Anfield game uh, where we beat them, and then obviously the Arsenal game, which is you know big, um, big hoodoos for us. To be honest with you, massive massive scalps. You know, it might not have happened with uh, fans being in the in the crowd, but I mean, obviously when I was watching, when I seen the team news for Arsenal, I was like, if we don't beat these, then you know, we can forget about Europe and, yeah. and the point where I was just like, I don't know whether I can watch this at the minute because it was just, it was, a, it was a poor game. It was a draw all day, what Angel often said, but, it you know, me, yeah. I'll, I'll 100% take that win, you know, and especially with a goal like that, uh, the bad <laughs> three points at Arsenal away, like 100%. Yeah, most definitely, mate. But, um, and we've, we've obviously, we've got six games left, mate. You know, well, if they finally decide to rearrange this, this Villa away game, we've got six games anyway. Who knows, mate? You know, mate's only played the five games. Um, but you, you look at it, mate, we've got, we've obviously got a fingers crossed, we play Villa twice. Um, we've got Wolves at home, Sheffield United at home. Uh, and then we've got City and, and West Ham away. So do, do you think, do you think we'll do enough to get in that top six, mate? Or do you think it might be, uh, like you said, I'd, I'd say to, you know, if, if, if someone said to me, now we got in the Europa Conference, I'd take it because, like you said, that it, it is progression. And uh, we've all missed them at European trips, haven't we, mate? And, you know, oh, yeah. be, lo- be lo- love to get over there. But you, you go feel it, mate. Where do, you, where do you think we'll finish? I think I'm uh, looking at the games where, where we've got at home. And obviously, it doesn't fill you with much confidence. And I do think that we do need to change 
the the mentality towards the the home games quickly if if we want to finish sixth or, or above. And obviously, it all depends on on the other results. To be honest with you, I mean, I I, I was honestly thinking that West Ham we're gonna we're gonna um, hit fourth, but you know it's it's so tight there now. And you yeah. know, obviously, we, we've been saying we had two games in hand uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know he might not wear out for us and stuff. You never know that filler game might be an absolute like towards the very end of the season. You know, you don't know where that three points or a point or whatever. Yeah, uh, but I do think uh, maybe seventh. I think to be honest, um, yeah. Yeah, like I say, yeah, I'd I'd be really happy with 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 seventh to be fair. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, mate. I, if someone offered me it now, I'd, I'd, I'd bite their hands off. I think with the games we've got left, don't be wrong, I know our own form's been poor, but the three games we've got at home, really, we should be winning all those. You know, I, yeah. watched, um, I watched Wolves yesterday and Burnley absolutely ripped them to bits. Um, you know, God, they just, I know I know they've obviously struggled with, without um, Jimenez up front and yeah. um, Neto wasn't playing. Um, but yeah, I looked at that as Armour Traore, mate, and whoever thought he was like a 30, 40 million pound player, I just, I'll, I'll never know. Um, but yeah, obviously, you, you look, you've got, to, you've got to play them, you've got to play Chef United, they're, they're well down anyway, and obviously Villa. And then you look at the away games, I think that that West Ham, like you said, mate, the, the West Ham away game could be massive um, in, in the grand scheme of things, and if you want to finish in that top six anyway. Um, and uh, obviously we all we certainly all moise 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 ones don't we after uh, that own game mate you know a few months ago so hopefully we can go there and get a result mate but I just think yeah I think if um you know who knows I mean Takora might even be fit maybe for a couple of these last games uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that because I think he's been a big miss but um I think if we can keep yeah, I, I think if we can keep the rest of the squad fit, mate, then yeah, I, I think we can we can get in there. Um hopefully fingers crossed get in top six. But like you said, yeah, I, I'd say seventh. I just think um the, the win Friday's just given us all a lift again, hasn't it? And um hopefully, like you said, change the mentality as well to say, Well, we've got these six games left. Let's let's go and get the points and let and let's do it. Um but Carl's been great to have you on, mate. Just even great, like I said, just to catch up with you and have a chat, mate. I'm yeah, really... it's been lovely, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Really, really um, thankful and honoured to be to be on uh, on your podcast, mate. I've really, really enjoyed it. Really great. Uh, I say any time, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again, mate. I say look, looking forward to seeing you at the match with the little fella and that hopefully oh, yeah, sooner rather than later, mate. Yeah, no, it'd be great, mate. But uh, say thanks again for coming on, Carl, and uh, look after yourself. You too, Massey. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks very much, mate. Um, so that's that's it for this week, guys. Um, obviously back again, back again, same time next week. Um, we're obviously going to have someone else sharing the memories and obviously up to date, up to date stuff about the Blues. So thanks very much for listening. Take care of yourselves and up the toffees. <laughs>